What's going on, everybody? Nathan King here from the Auburn Undercover Podcast. Wanted to just remind everybody about one of our great sponsors here on the 24-7 Sports Network, and that is Homefield Apparel. What is Homefield Apparel? You guys, the premium collegiate apparel brand out of Indianapolis that produces incredibly comfortable, officially licensed apparel with vintage college designs like Auburn and all of their great logos and designs um, that they've had throughout their history. Homefield digs through the archives and history of your school to find unique logos, mascots, and moments to make thoughtful designs for your school. Obviously, one of their most popular collections is the Auburn collection now. Now over 20 pieces in total on their site, homefieldapparel.com. If you guys were anywhere on social media, you you were part of the Peacock movement. Um, if you're an Auburn fan of the Auburn basketball season, they've got a great Peacock shirt and Peacock hoodie that says Auburn Hoops. Easily my favorite design of theirs. Um, it's a great, great piece of uh, piece of work for an Auburn fan to pick up to commemorate this basketball season. You guys can still get 15% off your first purchase at homefieldapparel.com with the code Auburn Undercover. That's all caps, all one word, Auburn Undercover. Please go check it out. You guys love their product, have loved it for a really long time. If you guys have been anywhere in the world of college athletics in the past couple of years in terms of social media, like I talked about, they have been phenomenal. They've done a really good job of branding themselves and they back it up with a great product and Auburn is one of their biggest sellers like that new Peacock uh, jacket I was just telling you guys about. So be sure to go pick that up. Get 15% off your first purchase. Again, promo code, all caps, Auburn undercover at checkout at homefieldapparel.com. An exciting update for you guys here on the Auburn undercover podcast. We are proud to partner a new partnership here on the show, New Orleans based prime shrimp shrimp company to give you guys some delicious easy to cook shrimp you can get it delivered straight to your door these guys have been peeling shrimp in new orleans since the 40s and they're excited to debut an exciting new product for you guys to get restaurant quality shrimp at home get this under 10 minutes without any of the usual fuss of cooking the concept is simple and easy you guys can take the frozen pouch right out of your freezer drop it in a pot of boiling water you have that shrimp ready in 10 minutes Order at primeshrimp.com. You guys can get it delivered straight to your door. And for the first week of our partnership with them, you guys can use the code Auburn247. That's all caps, all one word, Auburn247. 50% off your first purchase. Try it today. Risk-free purchase. Again, primeshrimp.com. If you guys don't love it, you get your money back. Flavors include signature seasoned French Quarter Alfredo, garlic herb butter, and guys, the Louisiana shrimp oil. I've I've had it. I cannot get enough of it. My wife really loves the French Quarter Alfredo, but I absolutely cannot get enough of the Louisiana shrimp oil. So you guys are going to love this stuff. Again, 50% off. We're going to continue on after that with them. We're going to have deals with them after that. But this week only, our first week, Auburn 24-7, all one word, all caps, Auburn 247, 50% off your first purchase. Again, that is primeshrimp.com. Welcome back, everybody. Another edition here of the Auburn Undercover Podcast. Here on the 24-7 Sports Network, my name is Nathan King, joined here by Mr. Jason Caldwell um, for an all-baseball episode here in the middle of the week. Wanted to come at you guys um, with an update. Obviously, Auburn baseball is having a fantastic season, um, something that they will talk about later they were not expected to do um, because they were picked last in the West. Um, But it's been a great coaching job so far by Butch Thompson. Um, Huge, huge series last weekend. Um, against Tennessee that they were able to steal a game from. And then another huge series this weekend against Arkansas, two of not only the best teams in the SEC, but two of the best teams in the country for an opportunity for Auburn to continue to pad what's been an impressive resume um, for them this season. So Jason is our resident baseball expert. You need to look no further on the Auburn beat or anywhere in Auburn 
um, for better baseball analysis and coverage than Jason. So I, I'm pivoting completely to him um, for this show. And so, Jason, you went to Knoxville um, last weekend, which obviously I'm sure it was a great trip. It's, that's a that's a gorgeous place. Um, but you, you, you had talked to me last week and saying, you know, that you'd hope that there would be, you know, some good games and that there would be good storylines coming out of it. And you hoped it would be, you know, a worthwhile series. Even though Auburn did not win the series, still plenty of positives to take away from that one. Maybe besides the first game that just it just kind of got away from them. Um, they were able to steal a game there. Um, and then obviously some national headlines um, were made because of some uh, some coaching antics from from t- the Tennessee side. So just your takeaways from what what turned out to be not only because it was the number one team in the country, but a lot of other factors turned out to be a really, really entertaining weekend there in Knoxville. <laughs> yeah, it did. Um, you're right. I mean, I think the probably the first takeaway from me is that you had an Auburn team that is either tied or led every game from the seventh inning on against uh, a team that, you know, now that I've seen them in person, um, for me, I, I don't remember a more impressive team in every facet since I've been doing this for 23 years. Um, they're as good, they're as good as advertised, and Auburn went toe to toe with them. Um, you know, I think that's the biggest takeaway is the confidence <laughs> that that this Auburn club can gain. You know, can you go out and do it again? Can you back it up? That's the that's kind of the challenge and and the, the charge from from Butch Thompson coming off the weekend, but. You know that you know the other storyline is 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 adversity. You're dealing with adversity. You lose Hayden Mullins. You know just a couple of innings into Friday night, and then you, know, you got a you got a two run lead, and you know Carson Skipper turning over to Blake Burkhalter has been kind of nails for Auburn and, and Burkhalter strained a hamstring a little bit, and and so you, you went down two of your top pitchers right out of the gate, and, and Auburn responded on Saturday and get the big home run from Bobby Pierce. Big, you know, start from Trace Bright. Um, of course, you know, um, you got Chase Alsop coming in, a true freshman, giving you a couple of good innings. And then, you know, kind of Connor Copeland out of nowhere uh, finishing off the game. And then Sunday, you're, you're there again, toe-to-toe, um, you know, having an opportunity to win the game. So, yeah, I think that's the biggest takeaway is just that, you know, you showed that that you can stand up to anybody in a tough environment. Um, you know, this team has, has been – you know, you're talking about tested, you know, people think about it in terms of, of football in the Southeastern Conference. You look at Auburn, they opened the season in Arlington, Texas, playing Oklahoma and Texas Tech the first couple of days. They've been to Texas A&M. They've been to LSU. They've been to Mississippi State. They've been to Tennessee, um, played Vandy at home, played Ole Miss at home when they were number one. Um, you know, they played a, a very challenging schedule to this point. And so um, because of that, they don't flinch. I think that's been – that's kind of been the, the main takeaway. This, these guys – Nothing bothers them. Nothing rattles them. Um, they may not be the, the the most talented team in terms of maybe major league baseball prospects and a lot of facets, but what they do is they go out and 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 play hard and, and it's tough to beat them. You know, it's it's kind of like one of those things where you may not play great, but in the end you're going to have to step on them to beat them, and that's kind of been the the mindset and and the way this team has done things this season. You've covered every single game this season. I remember talk when we were leading up to that, that when they were going to Arlington to play, by the way, two, two top 50 teams in the RPI right now um, in Texas Tech and Oklahoma. Um, what is it about this team that that you think kind of gives them that fire? We were, you know, that that game two against Tennessee, um, you know, they, like you said, they didn't, they didn't have any sort of back down um, from that situation. Just uh, what is it about this team that 
is maybe different from some of Butch's others um, in the past in terms of a uh, in terms of like you said their ability to not back down their ability you know step up late in games just kind of what have you seen them progress in terms of an identity over the course of the season? Yeah, I think it's probably you know a lot of times teams can manufacture disrespect. You know, we've seen it from Alabama football. You've seen it from you know Bryce Young talking about how. Nobody believed in me, even though he was number one quarterback in the country. Well, when you're picked seventh in your own division, you can, it's it's a real thing, and they've been able to use that. You know, going, hey, look, we're we're here we're here to show everybody, you know, prove everybody wrong. And you know, last season, and, and baseball probably more than any other sport is is based on what you did the year before. And every sport is kind of that way. Baseball is harder to figure out, you know, who you're going to get, you know, help from from the junior college ranks, transfers, those kind of things, and you know, for Auburn, they dealt with a ton of injuries last year on the mound, and you know they've 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 had a sh- you know couple of here or there this season, but they added some depth, they added some key transfers, and I think it's a team full of guys that go look. Nobody believes we're we're really you know, good enough to do this. Let's go out and 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 show it and prove it. You know when you get you know Blake Rambush comes in from junior college ranks and he's not a six four two hundred twenty five pounder. You know he's a guy that you know plays hard. Sonny DeShare is a guy that uh, is, is leading the country in hitting and become a cult hero at Auburn. Um, guy from Hoover that that Samper was his only offer. That was it, and and he gets a chance to come to Auburn and play in the Southeastern Conference. And you know he's just one of those guys too. I, I talked to him you know recently, and he's like, I still don't feel like I I really belong in terms of you know talent level, but he does. <laughs> you can see it every day. So it's it's just a group of guys that go out there and go look. Nobody believes we're we're good enough and, and ready to be on this level, and they go out and, and try to prove it every day. There was a from our friends at uh, Kendall Rogers and, and, and D one Baseball um, a projection for the for the tournament. Um, looks like Auburn is in a good spot to to host the regional. Um, looking at at their projection here, um, it's that the four seed would be Alabama State. You'd have Kennesaw State in there at the three seed, and then I was I. I knew it before I even clicked the link. I was like, well, Florida State's going to be in their the region. It just, it just somehow it always ends up. I don't know. They're, they've got a they've got a blood pact with Florida State in, in baseball. But um, this team still, I mean, after that Tennessee series, dropped one spot in the RPI. So they're still number four um, in the country. Are did, Have they locked up a region host, would you say? Or, or what do they have to do over the, the next month in order to secure that? Yeah, no, they they haven't locked it up yet. They got they got you got nine SEC games left. Um, I think with Auburn's RPI as high as it is, probably four and five would be good enough to to lock up a, a host. Five and four, it would be one hundred percent a host side in my opinion for Auburn. Um, then it becomes interesting. You got you know you got Arkansas at home this week as a top five team. You win a series there. You probably move up in the rankings. It probably doesn't hurt your RPI very much, you know. Even though Arkansas's RPI is a little lower than Auburn's, um, you got Alabama at home the next week, and then at Kentucky. Um, those are are all winnable series. If you're Auburn and, and you could win two games each weekend, you get to 18 wins, and and you're a national seed, and 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 you're you know you're going to be hosting if you keep winning all the way to the college world series, that's kind of the ultimate goal. That's what you're shooting for. Um, but it, you know, it's, it's kind of almost take this, take care of business at home. That's, that's kind of the, the thing you want to do. If you're Auburn is just go out and hey, win two at home, win two at home again, 
you do that, you got yourself at 16 wins going to Kentucky. Um, you put yourself in a great position then to uh, accomplish your goals by by winning a series on the road. So, yeah, um, not locked up yet. Um, you know, you, honestly, this team still probably needs a couple of wins in, in the last couple of weekends to to lock up first the the, the berth, the, the chance to get in the NCAA tournament. Probably, I mean, you might be able to get it 13, 17, but, but 14 and 16 is, is – so you want to get to 14 wins first. That's kind of the, the next step. And then when you do that – one of the keys for this team is also going to be trying to, to stay in the top four in the Southeastern Conference. The top four, you get the bye from Tuesday. You don't have to play the first game, which is a single elimination portion of the SEC tournament. And you get straight into double elimination on Wednesday. That, that's it. That would be a lifesaver for a team that does not have a ton of pitching depth, especially you know with a guy like Hayden Mullins. You know, question you know kind of him moving forward. So there's lots of things still to play for for this team, and um, you, know, you get a chance to start, you know, maybe knocking some of those off this weekend. Tennessee is obviously the one that's made a lot of headlines um, this season, the best team in the in the country record-wise. Um, but Arkansas is a traditional power in the SEC. They've been doing it really well for the past few seasons. They're ranked number three in the country, coming in, not in the RPI in the in the in the in the poll rankings though, coming in to Plainsome Park this weekend. How big of a game? Or excuse me. How big of a series? Um, is that for Auburn, and what does Auburn have to do well um, going up against Arkansas? What is what is what do the Razorbacks bring to the table? Um, yeah, this really a really talented team. When you start looking at kind of what Arkansas does, what they bring to the table, this is a a team that is you know deep in in pitching, no, not as deep as they were last year, um, but this is a team that has a, a a ton of talent. When you start looking at them, um, you know in in you know, got some power. Braden Webb, um, Brady Slavens are two guys that kind of lead the power charge for them. Um, they score runs in bunches. You know, Jalen Battles is a, a, a dynamic shortstop. Uh, Robert Moore is a guy that's struggling a little bit, but is a really good player. The thing that they do really well is pitch it. Uh, Connor Nolan, people might remember from, from a football standpoint, he was a starting quarterback at Arkansas for a couple of games. Um, he's turned into their number one pitcher. He's five and three with a two seven seven ERA. Um, Jackson Wiggins is a, a a guy that has a ton of potential up up top, and and so those are the things you start with. Brady Tigert is a, a true freshman closer. He's got seven saves, thirty seven strikeouts, thirteen walks. Just big time breaking ball. That's what he does. Um, you know he does does those things really well. Evan Taylor is a kid I've known you know for a long time. He's three and zero. Oh. Is kind of their top setup man out of the bullpen, but you look at them and it's just it's just arm after arm after arm. They'll throw a lot of guys at you. Zebulon Vermillion is a big power right hander, so um, it's a team with a lot of talent. Uh, hasn't played great away from home, and and so that's one of the things. If you're Auburn, you look at it going, you know, um, you know, how do you stack up with the with the team you, when you play them on your your side? I mean. They haven't played a ton of true road games this season. And so if you're Auburn, you're going, hey, uh, big crowd, opportunity to get a great environment at Plainson Park and, uh, and see what happens. So that is there. That's this weekend. And then they have a midweek game against Troy. Um, you host Alabama the weekend after that. So back-to-back, really big SEC series. Um, then a midweek game at Hoover, at the Hoover Met. So that's nice for Auburn to be able to – that's the week for the SEC tournament. They'll get, get some playing time. Um, at the Met, and then Auburn closes out its SEC um, regular season slate at Kentucky um, the last weekend of the regular season. And, of course, the SEC tournament is in Hoover um, 
at the end of the month. So Jason will have you guys covered top to bottom um, for the Arkansas series and beyond this weekend. Um, I said we were going to only do baseball, but it, we probably would be remiss if we didn't talk about um, a pretty important transfer portal edition for Auburn. We'll close on that. Um, getting some help, Brian Harson just said this week, talking about their positions of need, that it was wide receiver, defensive line, and possibly um, some guys in the secondary. They get a standout in-state player, uh, Dazzlin Warsham. Dazzlin is, is kind of how okay. I've known him since, you know, I think since he was in the 10th grade or so. Dazzlin. Um, Dazzlin Warsham, they call him, you know, a lot of people call him Daz. So it is kind of, there's a couple of different easy. ways to do it. But um, kid that really just kept developing and kept getting better and better. And, and so he was, uh, you know, a year younger than Javarius Johnson. I got to see kind of when, when you first see Javarius, you see, you know, kind of Dazalem coming on and doing his thing and, um, you know, got bigger and stronger. Originally committed to Alabama, uh, you know, the summer before senior year, ended up going to Miami. Um, had a couple of injuries down there. Um, but I think you look at him and, you know, a really good route runner. Um, you know, great hands. He's a guy that, that understands the game and uh, can, I think, can give you something right away if you're Auburn. I think the the positive for him is is that you know you have Javarius Johnson. He'll come in with Amari Kelly, another Hewitt Trustful player. You got Sean Jackson. That's four Hewitt Trustful players on this offense and guys that he's known. So that gives you a chance to really learn um, and from guys that you trust and, and guys that you know. And obviously, you look and opportunity is going to be there. Um, you know, Auburn. Nobody really distinguished themselves in the spring to go. Hey, it's my job. So he comes in with an opportunity to, 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 you know, try to get on the field pretty early. Yeah, just huge for numbers. I mean, that's what Brian Harson said this week was, I mean, you can just look at the depth chart. You don't have to be a, a football expert or really even know what Auburn's situation looked like in the spring to just say they just need some bodies and guys to come in. And, um, you know, I think he, he's, he's definitely, like you said, he's definitely more than that. Um, you know, you look at his offer sheet out of high school and was really impressive. And yeah, that's one thing that hasn't been talked about that much. This is a one-time Alabama commitment. Um, so certainly a lot of talent, um, like you said, injuries kind of set him back a little bit um, in his two years at Miami, but now coming home um, on his Instagram post, Javarius Johnson earlier tonight um, was talking about how excited he is to get his guy back, uh, back on the same team and back on the same offense again. So um, that'll be fun to watch them team back up this fall. So big transfer portal addition for Auburn. Um, and Brian Harson said that he wants, obviously he wants to get them all within the next few weeks. That way, yeah. once you're going into the summer months of workouts, you've really got everybody together. So this will be a busy, the deadline is come and gone. Auburn stayed completely intact. So that that's a win for this coaching staff. Um, but moving forward now, going to fill some gaps in the transfer portal, and then we'll have a really good idea um, of what this roster looks like. So that'll do it for us tonight. Thank you guys so much for listening to this brief edition um, of the Auburn Undercover podcast. If you guys enjoyed it, please go leave us a five-star review. That's the number one thing that helps us out. Thanks so much, Jason, for hopping on. The intro and outro music is by Beats by Mordecai. You guys can find him on Twitter, SoundCloud, and Instagram. Until the next time, remember, follow Jason this weekend for the Arkansas series. We'll talk to you all later. Have a good weekend.